This, this, this is, 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 Fight Disciples. We are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. We are ringside at the Camp and Fairness for the 150 round challenge. Daniel P. Lewis trying to make history here midway through the day by the time you listen to this, but I've got sat next to me the European champion ahead of his uh, big fight up in Newcastle coming up shortly. Robbie Davis Jr. has just got out of the ring, just done a couple of rounds with Daniel. First and foremost, Rob, 150 rounds even for charity. That's some stretch, isn't it? Yeah, some stretch. And he's still going strong now. I'm watching him here now with uh, Martin Murray and he's still back and forth. He's still going strong. Are you surprised? You know, the, the kind of pace that he's going, he's moving his legs a lot, he's throwing, it's not like he's just walking around in there, he's, he's letting shots go in every round. I honestly expected him just to be like, touch here, touch there, bit of holding and stuff like that. He's constant every single round, he's having a go, he's blocking shots and then he's coming back, he's throwing them, he's moving all around the ring. He must be shattered. <laughs> he's, uh, as you, we're just coming up to the 50 round mark and now it's, uh, it's coming up to quarter to two. Um, he's probably got this to, to, to beat the record. He's got to get to 150. He's got to get. He's got to get past 142 rounds. But he's aiming for 150. He's probably going to finish at nine o'clock tonight. Just to even think that now is just mental, isn't it? Yeah, crazy. Like even when you're doing a, a solid gym session as a professional, you might be might be in the gym two, three hours, and he started at nine o'clock tonight, and he's hoping. I mean, this morning, and he's hoping to finish before nine o'clock tonight. It's just crazy. In terms of your preparation, are you big on sparring, Robbie? Do you still do a lot of sparring as much as you did when you were maybe a bit, little bit younger? Or, you know, how does your sparring routine work now? Yeah, I always get at least one sparring every week, and the closer we get to to the fight, we um, we up the level of our sparring. Uh, we bring people in, or we travel to go to other top fighters' gyms. Like we've got a few good names in mind who will be sparring with this upcoming fight. So, really looking forward to it. Obviously, you've just put in a big performance, a non-title performance, but a big performance at the uh, Liverpool Exhibition Centre just a couple of weeks ago. You had that big uh, spat with uh, Lewis Ritson from Newcastle, which went viral. Um, everybody was loving that, the fans loved on it, and it looked like Matchroom and Eddie Hearn couldn't make the fight quick enough. Um, for you, was a no-brainer for the fight, or on the night itself, it seemed like you were a little bit more focused on potential world title opportunities instead? Yeah, we obviously, we were... We want the bigger picture, we want to fight for world titles and things like that. But the fight with Lewis Ritson was already penciled in anyway, so we knew that. Um, obviously for TV we just let we were just letting people know that if an opportunity was to come arise for a, maybe a world title shot then we'd want that instead. But there's no world titles to fight for at the moment and in in terms of building profile, this is the sort of fight I need and Lewis Ritson by shouting his mouth off backstage and then when he got on the microphone um, it's done the work what we've needed to be done and now he's bit off more than he can chew A lot of fans from the outside might be thinking Robbie Davis goes into this fight though holding all the cards he's the one with the European belt he's the one with the world rank and he's the one a phone call away from a world title shot so why is he travelling to Newcastle? Why are you going to Ritson's back door, backyard? I'll be honest there was um, there was never um the offer for Liverpool or anywhere like that they were adamant that they wanted it in Newcastle because of how well it'll sell up there because obviously the Geordies haven't really got anyone to follow like we have in Liverpool we've got loads of great fighters 
And um, once the deal was made, um, my manager Neil Marsh um, tweaked a few things on the contract and um, made sure we were happy with everything. Because we said, we said all along we're happy to go to Newcastle, we don't feel Lewis Ritson, I feel I'm bigger, stronger and most definitely a more talented fighter than him. So we had no problem with it, but once the, um, the contract was made and the deal looked solid and definitely something we wanted, we were happy to go, go ahead with it. I think a lot of fans initially speaking about the fight when the fight was announced this week, um, kind of following the same rhetoric really saying Ritson's dangerous for four to five rounds then we expect Robbie Davis to take over his boxing is that kind of how you see it do you see him as a threat for the first half of the fight only um, obviously you've got to be on your game for the full 12 rounds and it's one of them is Lewis going to come out and try and steamroll me in four rounds and then blow his gasket like he has been known to do against someone who's as big and as strong as me going into the later rounds tired or is he going to go come out like he did in his last fight and try and box a bit behind his jab and pick his shots because if he does that it's a no-brainer everyone will know I'll just school him in that sense so it's really entirely up to him what way he wants to take the fight but no matter what way it unfolds I win I think it, the, the reason he seems to have changed his style slightly is because is it because he's been exposed he was this big puncher he was kind of putting everybody away and then suddenly he got figured out uh, he's, he's, you know, it's forced him to move up a weight division as you say he's trying to reinvent himself at the moment but reinventing yourself on the biggest stage like this can be you know, it can be a painful outcome yeah, he's moved up in weight but um, there's two opponents where he's fought at 10 stone his last one was a super featherweight and the one before that the Argentinian was a lightweight he's had like one or two fights at light welter and he'd lost one of them already so he hasn't fought any big solid light welterweights that have been in the weight for a while he's been fighting people that have moved up with him and if you've listened to the commentary on his fights you actually hear the commentary saying like fighting another lightweight stepping up with you or a super featherweight moving up to fight you it's not doing you any favours for when you do eventually step in with a big light welterweight and has he has he carried his power up with him I honestly don't think he has from what I've seen with the Argentinian the Argentinian for the first four or five rounds took a lot of stick off him and we're still in there and I'm ten times the fighter that Argentinian was and I've got ten times more skills than anyone he's fought. Going to Newcastle, being the main event, walking to the ring second as the champion, no doubt. But you will no doubt face a face a few boos up there. You know, it's a big domestic rivalry, on paper at least. Uh, is that part of the reason why you want this as well for the experience of the big domestic rival being the being the you know the, the away fighter if you like having that animosity in, in your face? No, um, last time I went up there we were fighting um, Glenfoot in the northeast. Um, even at the press conference, it was that um, hostile. Everything he said, they all cheered, and everything I said, it was flat. Do you know what I mean? So it'll just be the same. That, but me. My honest goal is to be like a Rocky film. I'll go in there getting booed, and I'll walk out getting cheered. At the end of the day, they're all British fans, and no doubt, you know, regardless of what happens, regardless of what you do to Ritson on the night, they will cheer you, as you say, moving forward. So moving forward, then, are we looking towards 2020 for a potential world title shot, or maybe even something towards the end of the year? Yeah, well, after this fight, and, and all come through this, OK, beat Lewis comfortably. Um, either way, I'd still want to have a few weeks off to let my body rest. Um, I've been staying on top, even in, since that last fight. I haven't really had much time off. And then I'll be looking to get out early, as early as I can in the year. And if it's not a world title fight, um, I want it to be a good name. Yeah. How's things going in your camp now? Because, you know, you, you, 
you've settled in perfectly there with Dave Tonks. You've got your own thing going on. You know, it's a, it's kind of you do your work behind closed doors. You know, it's not like you're in a big gym where where there's you know half a dozen fighters or more. It's kind of you, Dave. You've got your own little team around you. Is that what suits you? Do you not miss the camaraderie of a busy gym? No, um, when we did, used to have a busy gym. Like there used to always be the thing. Like um, I was like the offset. Like I'd come in the gym and I'd be away from everyone because I'd be warming up and things like that. Where everyone else would be by the ring having a chit and chatter. Um, like I don't mind. I do having a laugh, but I'm pretty boring when I'm in the gym. I'm pretty serious in every aspect of the game. Like I'm very professional when I'm in the gym, and it's only when my sessions finish that I really stop and have a chat to people. Anyway, and when I walk in the gym. Once I'm on, I might be in the cafe side while I'm putting my wraps on and then I'll talk to you then. But once I go through into the gym, I'm switched on even from that moment. So I don't, I honestly prefer the, um, like the isolated gym routine. But we have got two young lads in our gym now, um, little Brian and um, Tom Aitchinson, who's looking to make his pro debut on a Steve Wood show. Been doing a bit of sparring with him and um, I can honestly say he's one of the most talented kids I've ever been in the ring with. So I can I can't wait to see how he evolves into the professional game. Will he be one of your main sparring partners for this fight? Do you think, or are you going to bring people in? Uh, no, we'll be bringing people in, and we'll be travelling. We've got a few people where we'll be going to spar them as well. But um, on the earlier rounds, like because he's only going to be doing a four round on his first fight, I'll still be doing four rounds and things like that while we're taking over with him. Or maybe he'll do four and someone else will do four. But when I get into me me championship level, I'll be bringing in top sparring. Any more trips abroad planned? I know you had that trip out to America, you're doing some sparring out there, you loved it. Anything like that planned for the new year, maybe? Um, not for this camp anyway, but um, possibly get this one out the way and then we'll probably be looking at somewhere else where we can travel and get some good sparring in because it was definitely a great experience and it's something I'd definitely, definitely like to do again. Moving into title contention, which belts at the moment or which champions at the moment have you got your, your eye on most of all? Well, obviously, Josh Taylor and um, Regis Progress, um, they've got, they're getting near the platform but being in the Super Series, so if you fight one of them, it'll be a big mega fight, but if the Jose Ramirez fight was ever to come up, like, I'd, be, I'd take that in a heartbeat. We, I, know it's, I know it was a long way off now, but me and Jose sparred like, many years ago, and we were, I think he was about 8 and 0 and I was 5 and 0, but... You get the you get the feel for someone when you're in the ring with them, and I just feel obviously we've both got a lot better since then. But size and skill and things like that, I just feel like I'd have the beating of them even now. So I'd be definitely be up for that fight as well. Yeah, the progress, Josh Taylor. Do you think that's going to happen now? Obviously, World Boxing Super Series under a little bit of a cloud once again at this penultimate stage. I think for the good of boxing, it needs to happen. Obviously, but. Uh, it, they just don't seem to be able to get the rhythm going well boxing super series I don't know whether it's a financial thing or a venue thing or a date thing or, or maybe it's just every other promoter in the world doesn't want it to work because the fans enjoy it so much and they're, they're upset that they you know that, that they may take over yeah I think it's a bit of a um, everyone's waiting on it for the date and the venue to be announced and hopefully it can be signed and sealed but obviously Regus Progress is coming up with things to do with money and not being paid and things like that where apparently I, I seen Shane McGuigan do an interview saying we're, we're going through all the same things but we're not making a fuss about it because we want the fight to happen that much and I feel that's the sort of attitude uh, Progre and uh, is it Ludabella as manager yeah. I think they need to have that same sort of attitude to, uh, obviously they've got contracts it's all legally, legally binded so they're still going to get paid uh, 
no matter what. So as long as the fight still gets made, it's what the fans need. And obviously the winner walks away as a unified champion and looks to either set up a full unified title fight with Rager's Progress or fight someone like me. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, obviously, fingers crossed, Josh Taylor comes through that. Josh Taylor becomes the number one and we get a real battle of Britain with you and Josh Taylor. I think that's the fight the fans really want in 2020. I think that's the big fight out there. And I think that's the biggest fight for you as well. Yeah, definitely the biggest fight for me because you'd be looking at it as like Josh's shot straight onto the world scene since he turned professional. And while he's been doing that, I've come through the traditional route and gone British, Commonwealth, European, and then work, work my way into an eliminator, then work my way at a world title shot. So I don't really think there'd be anyone in Britain that has it look better on paper than me and Josh yeah absolutely listen thanks for coming down today Rob much appreciated good luck with this fight camp and uh, next time I see you we may well be in Newcastle I hope so and hopefully it's a good night for everyone especially all the Scousers thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes